Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Really quickly, before we get into this episode, I wanted to mention my Patreon. Patrons get all of the podcasts a week early. I do giveaways, I do some other stuff, but most importantly, if you want me to review your music or artwork or anything else, Patreon is the way to do that. Every month, I do a call for submissions. All you need to do if you want me to review something is just post it in the comments of that post. Then I will review it live on Twitch for the hundreds of people that tune into every stream and post it on Patreon for everyone to check out. All you need to do is just join at the $10 and up level, stay tuned for that post, and you are good to go. So if that sounds cool to you and you want me to review your music, artwork, or anything else, hit the link in the show notes for this episode. And thank you very much to everyone who supports over on Patreon. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you for making time for this. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, dude. Great to be here. We uh, talked in 2019, I think, is when we did our first podcast. I think it was before, you know, before the whole COVID thing. Yeah, I was going to say that's the last tour we did. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess uh, I wasn't sure about that. But yeah, tell me what you guys have been up to since then. Yeah, we've just been like cranking out as much music as we can for the most part. I mean, that's kind of all we could do. I mean, leading up to COVID, like we'd always kind of, we were touring less and less every year just because... We're having kids, doing the family thing. And so, I don't know. So it's kind of felt natural a little bit to kind of start touring less. So it's kind of like, obviously what was happening sucked. But like, as far as not touring for a little bit, we kind of like just enjoyed it as much as we could. Now, for most people, that's where they make the majority of their income. So not touring is bad news for them. Yeah. So that must not be true for you. We felt super lucky that we just kind of positioned ourselves like perfectly for that. Obviously no one saw that coming, but uh, we were just good to just kind of just be YouTubers kind of for a little bit and just like content creators. And we just kind of, we kind of were like, all right, let's figure out TikTok. Mm -hmm. Let's do that. Let's see. You know what I mean? We just kind of brushed up on all the content stuff that we never had like time and effort, like energy for. I guess you could say. Right. Uh, so we've kind of just like just been doing that, really. Just going into the studio every week, making songs, doing covers, doing original music. Right. Well, I have a lot of questions about all that, but uh, you guys have a new album that you just announced, I think, right? Yeah. So we're doing like a cover album. And so the for the first time ever, we have like almost eight covers done before 
Do you know what I mean? Like before we start releasing, we're normally like record it, mix it, send it to Spotify, release it. We're just doing it all as like a campaign, which is nice and organized. And we should do that more, but we don't. <laughs> yeah, it's called Decades of Covers. So we're doing like 270 songs, 280 songs, 290 songs, two early 2000s. We listened to the Fleetwood Mac one earlier tonight. Nice. That's the first. That's the first one? That's the first one. Then we have uh, one. So we're doing every Tuesday and Thursday just on YouTube. So that's kind of an experiment for us as well. We're going to do just YouTube Tuesday and Thursday, and then both songs come out on Spotify on Friday. Got it. Uh, yep. So we got Dancing Queen coming out next. So that should be fun. Well, what was the impetus behind doing this kind of theme thing? Usually it seems like you guys just focus on, you know, sort of trending songs. What led you to kind of take this approach? Yeah, we did. We did this like six years ago where we just did one song from each decade. And it, it was OK. A couple of them did pretty good. A couple of them were just like weird. People were pro- Maybe we thought. It's hard to like know. I mean, we're obviously looking at like top 70 songs, top 80 songs, but then also like something that seems big to us maybe isn't that big. So then we right. check the streams. Is it still streaming? Is it relevant? So that's kind of weird. And who's streaming it? Is, is it your audience that's streaming it or is it like your parents? Yeah, like we don't know. Right. So it's like hard to tell. So I think I think we chose some good ones this time. I think our song choice last time was a little bit weird. So, but that was forever ago as well. So we yeah. just like wanted to try it again, wanted to mix it up. It just, I mean, we do a lot of stuff, and it kind of is not a formula, but like it's just we do covers of songs that are popular. Then every year we do a bunch of originals as well. We just want to mix it up a little bit. It's yeah. just like in kind of middle of the year, there's not that many like big pop songs i guess right. i don't know it seems like pretty slow yeah and or the, or they're like summary songs and like that doesn't translate very well for us anyways so right i don't right. know we figured we just give this a shot so uh how do you kind of strike that balance of originals versus covers we're always kind of talking about like at the beginning of each year we're just like what should the ratio be i feel like it always ends up being like 60 percent covers 40 percent originals kind of naturally but it would be nice to do more originals, but like we just, it's tough. We just did a bunch of originals and it went good, but like all the social starts slowing down just because you don't have things going viral. Like we don't expect right. our originals to go viral. It's just, that's 10 million times harder to do. Right. Then like some song everyone's hearing every day. And then, wow, we get to hear a rock metal, whatever version of it. You know what I right. mean? So that's obviously a little bit more flashy. Did you guys do so, baby shark? <laughs> i learned baby shark on the piano play it for my kids but yeah. that's about it we have joked because we also do did you see we did like a disney covers video where we just did like 30 seconds of like a bunch of disney that, no. songs so those kind of go over really well on youtube we don't yeah. actually want to do full songs of that i don't right. know so we we've always joked it'd be funny to do like nursery rhymes and like kids songs but just do like 20 seconds like one of those videos I mean, I feel like with your audience, you know, aging with you guys and now a lot of them having kids and stuff, you know, I feel like that could work. I don't know if that's what you want to do necessarily <laughs> do like Frozen and Baby Shark, but I feel we did like Fro- we did Frozen for the, that's, oh, that's right. for that's the right. Disney yeah. for the Disney one. But it was uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a lot of metalcore dads out there who might be into it. There is. So you either have to, you have to listen to the baby music anyways. Exactly. Exactly. So if you got to play baby shark. So you might as well. So many people said that about our Disney thing. 
they were just like, man, I got to listen to these songs anyways. So thank you for making these just a little bit, not tolerable. Disney songs are great, yeah, but more interesting to them. And you know, their kids are going to demand that they listen to it 20 times a day. So that's good for streams. I know, dude, we did an Encanto song. Like we did a full song. Uh-huh. That's surface surface pressure. Yeah. And every day in the car, my kids were just like, daddy's version, movie version, daddy's version, movie version, this back and forth. So I'm just playing. Okay. I should need to start a playlist. It's those two songs on repeat. Right. It's funny. Well, getting back to the decade of covers thing, it seems like, you know, compared to six years ago, probably because of TikTok, it seems like people now, like young people now are discovering a lot of older music in a way that wasn't really true back then. So we did Fleetwood Mac, but they had what their other songs go crazy like two years ago because a guy was like skateboarding in right, California yeah. just videotaping yeah. himself. Exactly. And then it started just going viral. I forget which song that was, but um, yeah. And I mean, now everyone, so this is, this kind of worked out like this. We were planning on doing this. We're like, all right, let's choose. We had a list of 80 songs. And then we keep, kept seeing this thing. I honestly didn't really, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know really of running up that hill. Yeah. I didn't really know. I mean, it sounded kind of familiar when I listened to it, but everyone was like, are you going to cover Kate Bush running up the hill? Are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Like comment after comment. Like, after what? comment. like, what is this? And we're like, oh, it's an 80 song. And we looked into it. Stranger Things use it. We're like, that's perfect for that. Yep. So everyone's going to be like, of course, our lesson I covered. It's number one, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, we probably would have done it anyways, but it like really worked for this thing we were doing at this moment. So we're doing that for one of the 80s ones. Yeah, there's uh, also that um, past the Duchy song. And like, I feel like at any given time, there's like one or two like 70s or 80s songs that are like sort of unexpectedly going viral because of TikTok, which is pretty cool and interesting as a yeah. way for people to like discover stuff that otherwise, you know, there's no way that 14 year olds would otherwise give a shit about 80s music. I know. It's really weird for like, I don't know, just music in general. Cause it's like, what? Any song from any time period can just blow up and be number one at any point. Just odd. Just cause some random cool person makes one video about it. And then I like guess. a week later it's number one. Especially the Stranger Things effect, I guess. I mean... That too, yeah. I feel like... I don't know. I don't know if they're doing more seasons, but I feel like they should be getting those songs for free. I think their pitch can just be like, it'll be number one after we use it. You pay us. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you know? It was so weird. Yeah. Um, well, one question I had, I think I may have asked you this about, about this before, but um, yep. uh, just from like a, a business model perspective, because I know you guys are smart about this stuff. Um you know, you got to pay royalties on all these covers. Um, yep. Is is I mean, I guess that's not a problem for you. But how do you guys think about that? You, it's kind of like something we don't even see. Like you, how does it work? It's very interesting. So we distribute through DistroKid, which is okay. just kind of like anyone can use DistroKid. So they have things on the back end where they just get the license and they have to get it cleared and stuff. Like there's some songs out there that the license won't clear. Oh, really? I thought there was a compulsory license that if you wanted to cover it, they couldn't stop you. Once in a while, we, we've we gotten a no before. I oh, don't yeah. really know why. It's very rare, maybe once or twice. But like we did Hotel California a while ago and that like got taken off a bunch of stuff because it isn't cleared on isn't cleared on YouTube. Like the YouTube video just get taken off. I see. It's weird. There's some, there's a couple weird ones, but generally you can cover any song and it's really the songwriters are getting paid their cut, which is about nine to 10%. 
Right. And that is the mechanical royalty, if I'm getting that correct. But that gets sent straight from Spotify to Harry Fox, yeah, which is a company that collects and then they pay out the writers through the mechanical royalty. So we never see that. So you just check the box and distro kid and that's it. But honestly, when we, we own our own masters for our original songs, we have to go get that anyway. Like that Harry Fox mechanical royalty. If we want that 10%, we have to hire another company to oh. go to Harry Fox <laughs> and get that because we're the writers. Do you know what I mean? It's just a separate like agreement. Our last night owns the masters, but our last night can't write anything. It's not a human, obviously. So we have to go around. So it's almost like you don't even on your Spotify or iTunes checks. It just looks the same. So it's not enough of a difference to matter. And same for YouTube. Not really. I mean, it's like, cause they'll claim the melody, right? It's very weird. So I think, again, this is from years ago. It kind of always changes, but I want to say there's two parts to claim a video. There's the audio and then there's the video. Yep. So for a cover video, I mean, we own every bit of every video so we can claim a percentage of the covers, but the audio is no, we don't make a cent off any audio. Got it. On YouTube. Got it. And I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Again, this stuff, royalties is so confusing. It's so complicated. All the time. We'll just be at the studio and someone will be here and be like, oh, have you heard of like this type of royalty? And I'm like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, I wonder if that's just floating out there somewhere. It's really confusing. It would be nice if someone made it simpler. I don't know who's going to do that, but. Yeah, well, I don't want to bore everyone with the details of that. But yeah, that's just always something I was sort of uh, uh, I'm wondering about. So what's what's the future? Are you guys people some people are asking, like, are they going to start touring again? Like, where are your heads at on that? Yeah, we're working on something now for like early next year. It was kind of weird, like with the COVID stuff, because we were just like kind of waiting it out again. We weren't like we were lucky to not be like on the sidelines like waiting like when do we jump in with a tour because it was pretty like even when people started booking tours initially it's like a little bit sketchy there was just regulations were all over the place every city was different with different rules and stuff every venue yeah we just didn't want to also do the health check thing it just felt weird so we were just like let's just wait till it's yeah. kind of normal and we just didn't know when that would be and then all of a sudden, like one day, like, I don't know, I'm sure most people feel this way too. One day, like, it really wasn't looking very good for like concerts for a while. Mm -hmm. And then just one day, I feel like one week, they were just like, eh, <laughs> right. it's good. It's good. Yeah. It's like and on we Monday, like, it's okay. like, oh no, we're all going to die. And then on Friday, they're like, yeah, it's probably going to be fine. Kind of. It kind <laughs> of felt like that, really. Yeah. Like, and we just like, our booking agent was like, hey, do you guys want to go on tour? And we're like, is it good like to go on tour? Like what about like New York city? What about LA? What about like some of those cities? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's cool. We're like, okay. I mean, let's <laughs> do it. I mean, if it's, if it's clear, then let's go. But yeah, we didn't want to jump the gun because it's expensive to start booking a tour. I mean, you right. have to put a bunch of money into it. The last thing we want to do is like, I don't know, book a bus, book a bunch of shows, have to pull out. You know what I mean? Lose your ass. And then rely on like your insurance to maybe pay you if things get canceled. I, it's an absolute nightmare, especially when people are doing tours and the second someone has the sniffles, they have to cancel the next seven shows for COVID. I'm like, it's not practical, really. Yeah. This might upset some people, but to me at this point, when everyone who wants to get vaccinated is vaccinated, to me, like canceling out, like did people cancel a whole tour when someone got the flu three years ago? No, no, no. Just like, oh, our drummer's sick. You know, well, what are you going to do? Yeah, right. Like once everyone gets a chance to do what they want to do, 
the opportunity is there to protect yourself or once you can make the decision and settled then it's back to normal i guess that's what they're doing though i mean yeah. i guess that's what it is i guess it kind of got to that point and now we're here so yeah and everyone seems to be doing fine now it seems so seems like we're good i don't hear about it so that's that's cool yeah yeah i mean we can't wait to go play some shows i mean again we would be doing it sooner if it was easier to book if it was it's just a long process right right if it was like and everyone it's all backed up for years now because like everyone wants to be out on the road and you know there's only so many people that can play any given city in any given night yeah trying to get like a hold on a venue it was tough for a while because every single person wanted to tour at the exact same time right and, so, and that's a little bit that's loosened up a bit now i think so i don't know i'd have to double check but i again that's why we were just like let's schedule it for like this was a few months ago so we're gonna do march next year yeah just gives us enough time to just make sure everything's good hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are The Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use HyperFollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. So you said before that you guys were sort of taking this time away from the road to double down on sort of the content creator side of things. And I feel like that's what a lot of people did, um, but they were like starting from zero because they sort of 
never really, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people didn't want to do that before. And then it's yeah. like, oh shit, we have to care about content now. So yeah, maybe you guys didn't focus on TikTok as much as you could have before, but you guys had obviously been killing it on YouTube for a long time. I feel like you guys really had a head start there. And I feel like in a lot of ways, what you guys had been doing for years was kind of the template for what everyone now realizes that they should have been doing all along. Yeah. And we try to encourage anyone who's interested, anyone who asks us, we try to encourage everybody to do it. Um, it's just, it is a lot of work. Like, I mean, it's, you get home from tour tour is like a vacation for us. Kind of, you know, <laughs> come to the studio Monday through Friday, pretty much take the weekends off, hang out with our families and you go on vacation like that, or you go on tour. It really does feel like time off a little bit. Cause I always try to bring like a mobile studio and like, yeah, hey, I'm going to do, all, I'm going to record songs and write songs. It just like never happens. Dude. I have no idea how people write on tour. I know. I mean, like I understand technically how you, Put a mobile studio together but when are you really gonna have the time and like headspace to really do it and you might have some time but like it's just the venues are loud i mean right. usually the stage is like over there and so once the show starts i mean even with headphones on you're not really going to be paying attention it's not i try to do it every time and next time i'll probably try to do it and it just will not really work like i was talking to caleb from Beartooth, and he wrote he said he wrote their whole new album when he was on the road i'm like how it's possible. I mean, it definitely is. You, you would need like three green rooms and you'd need one just for recording. I mean, I don't think he like recorded the real tracks, yeah. but like he at least wrote like the demos, which, but I mean, just, I don't know, like tour is so like chaotic slash boring at the same time. It is. I know. Yeah. If I could just go play the shows and that's it, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, everything in between just being on the bus, being in the green room, you're just kind of sitting around for like 75% of the time sitting around yet not really able to like be productive yeah it's almost impossible right. to be productive i don't know how people do it it's weird so but yeah we were set up pretty good which was for for covid which was awesome and just yeah a lot of people were hitting us up being like yo you got to tell us what you do and we're like we would love to but don't expect that this is just going to start working like right away it's going to take you a little bit to like even if even if you have a fan base and you start recording and releasing your own music and you're not on a label anymore, it's still going to take you probably a year to start making some pretty good money because you just have to build a catalog. Yeah, you could have one song that just goes huge, your first song, and that does it for you. But I mean, usually you have to take a couple of years to build a catalog up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I do well on YouTube now, but that's because I've made at least one video every week for like yeah. five years now. Yeah, so you just hit what, 50 million? Yeah, 50 million views on my main channel and almost 10 million on my on my second channel, which is only a year old. Yeah, that's crazy. Congrats. But that catalog, you know, that check gets a little bit bigger every month. Right, yeah, you see it. It's the same. It's the same thing. It's like, it's not like, wham, you're making a ton of money. It's right. just this over time, it just slowly builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah. And it kind of ends exponentially because as you get bigger, your videos for each video performs better and better and better. So over time, you kind of get this thing going, which is awesome. But it sure is a fucking grind in the beginning. And you guys have been doing oh, yeah. YouTube for about 10 years now, right? Yeah, we started like really started focusing on our own channel in 2012. So you were probably the first band in your genre to really take youtube seriously right yeah we had yeah we had some people and our manager at the time pointed out like was pointing out to us all those kind of youtube cover artists yeah. that were doing that at the time like alex but they weren't real bands no 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 not at all but but they were doing huge 
numbers with like views and I guess streaming was like kind of just starting around then with views. And a lot of them were going on tour and like doing pretty good touring numbers as well. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of like us being like, what if we just did that and just did it just as a band, just, but like we kept being the band we are, but also just added that into it. That would probably be kind of fun and could, should probably work if it's working for, for kind of these people who at that time, some of them were more like amateur producers. Yeah. And like musicians, like, (laughs) yeah, some of them were not very good, but they were getting very popular. So again, awesome for them. I I back it. Yeah, totally. And cause I was, I really back just, just, just upload it. Right. Even if it's not that great, whatever i mean if you go back to like the first thing we uploaded to our youtube channel it is terrible it is bad like i still think all my videos are bad (laughs) but i still upload them you know (laughs) it's so funny yeah we were just talking about that at the studio the other day it's like there's types of people that just do stuff and make stuff and never stand back and look at it and ask themselves does it suck Right. Not totally, but like I like every once in a while, I'll just like go back on Spotify, listen to my last five mixes. Sometimes I'm like, hell yeah, killing it. Sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? (laughs) What was I thinking? Right. I mean, you have to be able to do that. And there's there's nothing wrong with that. But some of those songs are big. Like if I just sat there and was like, it needs to be perfect. The best mix ever all the time. They're just we would never release anything, really. My biggest video has three minutes of blank, like blank like just blackness at the end because I rendered it wrong. Okay. (laughs) That's sick. That's good. Yeah. Obviously it doesn't matter. It's my biggest video. Yeah. And so I'm sure some people will be like, that's so bad for the whatever. And I'm sure the next video. Yeah. I'm sure it's not great, but your end card is just like, yes. 10 10 minutes later. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. But whatever you know, hundred percent, just ship it. And, uh, it's going to be what it's going to be. And you know, the, the one that you think sucks is oftentimes the one that ends up being a hit and the one that you love, people don't like it every time, (laughs) every time. Like, uh, really it's, it's weird. Like, are you guys like that one? All right. Which is why you just got to make stuff. And if you think it's at least all right, just toss it out there, see what happens. Yep. I mean, if you're at least, obviously if you're not proud of it, you think it's bad. Don't, don't put it out there because you don't want your name on it. But if you're just like, I don't know if this is my favorite one ever, chances are it'll be someone else's favorite. I've, I've noticed that this seems to be especially a thing with a lot of rock people is they'll be working on an EP for like two years. Yeah. On the one hand, okay, I get that like quality is important, but like you got to release shit. But why does it take that long? Yeah, there's no reason. I don't really know. I mean, I can't really blame it all on the band. I guess sometimes, I mean, we've been in this position where you finish an album on a label and then they're like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's March. We'll like probably release this in like October. But I'm I'm talking about like solo artists or band, well, yeah, independent. There's no, there's nobody holding them back. Yeah. There's no reason, honestly. Again, I was, I was telling you at the beginning, we usually just record a song, release it, record a song, release it. Like, there's usually not a reason to hold on to a song for more than like a few months. Right. Or to be mixing it for three months. Yeah, right. It's probably actually going to get worse when you mix it for the 20th time. I think the mindset to have there is just get better on the next one. If it's pretty good, throw it out there. Just make the mix better next time. Not mix this song 20 times. 
that snare is not going to sound better on the 21st time. And it's not going to make someone like the song more, really? Yes. Probably. I mean, it really won't. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. So are you still, I saw on your Instagram, it looks like you are, you're still producing, engineering, mixing everything yourself. Yep. And how long have you been doing that for the band? About 10 years. Oh, wow. So that long. Okay. Well, yeah, almost since we started the kind of independent doing YouTube, doing covers, I've been doing it. Okay. I didn't realize that you were doing it. So at this point, you could certainly afford to send it to someone else to mix if you wanted to. Yes. Why do you choose to do it yourself still? It's probably a time thing, really. And just like you have to schedule. I mean, a lot of those guys who are really good, they're busy, right? So I don't even know where we would begin if we wanted to book someone. Yeah, right. You can't get on Zach Servini's calendar, you know, for probably six months or something, if you're lucky. I could do it. And then I would have to just come up with something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have the song ready now. Like, hey, can you mix this in three months? Because we just want to release it like next week. So that's why we kind of, the way we do that, we just kind of have to do it. And by then you've missed the window for, you know, like if, if what you want to do is focus on a trending song now, you've missed that window. Yeah, totally. Even our original stuff is pretty quick. We just try to like make it and just get it out there so we can just kind of move on to the next song and just keep them coming. I just think there's so much to be said aside from the speed factor that you know, like for, for the creative intent, like, you know, exactly what this song is going to sound like. Now it can also be cool to have someone else's opinion on something that can be cool too. But I mean, it's you and your brother. It's like, you guys are like, so um, you guys know exactly what you want to do. And I think there's so much to be said for having that vision. Yeah. So we have um, our buddy Kyle works at our studio and he's kind of more of like a pop producer, like mainly, but we kind of, he's here and we hire him to help us with like programming, vocal tuning. And he kind of, he writes songs with us as well. Kind of sits on a lot of the sessions and it's, so it's definitely nice to have someone else to help you creatively. Definitely, definitely brings home the final 20% of the song and it, it allows it to happen quicker. So yeah, I do have help like with all that stuff, like editing and I don't know, editing and programming and what really whatever we need. So right. that, he, he kind of started with us a couple of years ago. Okay. And that just lets us definitely do more songs and kind of just makes it so I'm not like at the studio 12 hours a day. Yeah, I can imagine. Do you do the videos as well or do you have someone else for that? We've gone on and off kind of hiring video people, but it's usually for the most part us. Tre- okay. Trevor's been editing all the videos. We kind of just film them. We film each other playing. But I mean, some we do, some of them we're playing as a full band. So we'll just have someone film that. I mean, that is a lot of fucking work to record a video and record and mix a song like on basically a weekly basis. That's a, that's a lot of fucking work. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, we've just also been doing it for a while. So we've gotten pretty fast at it. Like we just know what we want to do and we just kind of make it happen. But yeah, so we, these eight covers we did for decades of covers. I looked the other day, I started, like I uploaded the first rough of the first track like five weeks ago. And then we also like, I went on vacation for a week. Trevor went on vacation for a week. So like we get it. So probably like three ish weeks of work for eight songs. That's Super fast. We're doing the videos now, so we don't have to have the videos ready. We could film those a couple of days before we release them, really. Right. But yeah, yeah. So we have like we have a room where we film, and so we hired like a set uh, designer just for these videos. So she's kind of she brought she made it look seventies just right. a little bit, and for the eighties ones, she made it look eighties. 
So like that's something we could do. That really kind of gets a little bit punishing when we're <laughs> like, oh, let's design a set. We've done that before. Yeah. And that's almost like a waste of time. I mean, we you might as well pay someone a couple thousand dollars to just set design for like a bunch of videos, right? And know that they'll do it right and it'll be, be easy for it. them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll end up just driving back and forth from Home Depot for like a week right. if we do that. So right. You guys seem pretty family oriented from what I see on Instagram and stuff. How do you balance that? Easier not going on tour. Again, that's why the no touring thing, as far as family life goes, so much simpler. You just, because we can make a schedule and we don't, we don't always have that moment, that month ramping up to knowing we're going to leave for like five weeks. So we, again, we just kind of give ourselves, just try to go to the studio Monday through Friday. Obviously, it's flexible. I shoot for nine to five. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we do. We have our kids go to daycare during the week, and then so we can have time to do this. But then on the weekends, just kind of just mostly just family time. I mean, that seems like the dream to me is to be able to have more or less nine to five hours making music and content and stuff, and be able to still yeah. hang out with family. That seems fucking amazing to me. Everyone tries to escape the nine to five, but I think if you're doing something you enjoy doing. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's a practical schedule. That's the kind of ironic yeah. thing. It's just, it just works. Right. So we ended up just giving it to ourselves and it works out. Touring is fun and cool, especially when you're like 21, but when you have a family, you know, it's like some of these bands are on tour nine, 10 months out of the year. You're literally like not going to see your kid grow up. I, I could actually couldn't do that. It would be weird. Some people bring their kids. If yeah like two buses i mean i guess i see people do that it's kind of fun uh, we're not at that point so i mean the tour we're booking is just gonna be three weeks and we're just gonna crank out as many cities as we can as quick as we can because we don't really i'm not super interested in being gone for five weeks straight that is a long fucking time it's just yeah and i have my kids are four and a half and two and a half so i mean you come back after five weeks they're they're like they're different totally like oh he can say more words now totally yeah like a month in my two-year-old daughter's life would be like a month ago yeah she wasn't saying half of the things she's saying now just be weird i can handle it like here and there it's all good but like it's just kind of weird i mean you wouldn't want it to be your life forever i couldn't imagine doing like six months yeah where you see like your kids three times or something and then you wonder why so many famous people's kids are fucked up yeah i mean they need their they literally need their parents right do you know what I mean? It's not like, oh, it'd be nice if I had my parents. It's they need their parents. I mean, no judgment for people who do it. It's 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 cool. And I'm sure there's ways to make it work, but I would just, you know, just prefer not to. It's a marriage destroyer too. Yeah, I know. You know, sticking your wife with the kid for, hey, hon, I'll see you in three months. Have fun. Yeah. And I love them, but they're a lot. It's just a lot of, it's, it's chaos. Of course, it's a lot yeah. of work. I mean, putting two kids to bed. It's it's cool. It's doable. But by yourself, it's definitely an interesting time. Matt's out hanging out, <laughs> having fun, having drinks with the boys yeah. in Milwaukee. You know, I'm cleaning. I'm, I'm changing diapers. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, like five weeks. I couldn't imagine if, if my wife was like, hey, I'm going to leave for like five weeks. I just got this important thing to do. And I'm going to make a bunch of money. I'd be yeah. like, OK, but I'm like five weeks of putting two kids. <laughs> two kids in bed dude i can't believe how like single parents do it like permanently single parents 
so much respect for that. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I was thinking about that. You know, my mom raised me by herself for the first five years of my life on welfare. And I'm just like, that's crazy. How it's impressive. Like literally how that's a bigger accomplishment than most things. You can't leave your kid alone when, when you're, you know, a a toddler, that's a year and a half. You can't just be like, Hey, hang out here for an hour while I do this thing. I know. You know how, I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy though. unbelievable and i wonder how many people have this sort of moment in their life when they get to be around that age of you know parent you know family sort of life and you guys have sort of laid this foundation where you were able to make that transition without it you know stopping your bag and i feel like there's a lot of people who get to that place and they're like oh shit everything i did for the past 10 years basically you know has to change in order for me to now transition to this different lifestyle oh shit if i were to try to transition to what we do now right now it would be like 10 times harder yeah exactly because we were hustling pretty hard like i was just staying at the studio all night waking up and filming music videos without sleeping i mean there's a time and a place where you know you kind of have to do that yeah Especially when you're like getting better at those things and you're, you kind of, you do mess up more. Like, again, I would mix a song five times. Right. Right. So I don't really do that anymore, luckily. So I can get stuff done a little bit quicker and it doesn't waste as much time. It'd be hard. It would be really hard. Have It's doable, but like very difficult. Yeah. Well, I guess uh, my, my point is I'm just giving you guys credit for, uh, you know, whether it was uh, what mix of like uh, foresight and luck it was, I don't know. But, uh, you know, you guys really made the right moves that set you up for this moment. I mean, I don't think anybody could have, nobody could have seen this moment coming, but, you know, you guys made the right moves way before you needed to. Yeah. I hope more people follow and kind of just, again, not do exactly what we do. I mean, or they can. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of artists think they just need the whole team to like function manager, or two managers and a record label and all these, all the people that work for the record label PR and this, like, what would we do without them? But I'm not saying some of them are good, but in most cases, most cases, I think you just would, you do all right on your own and you'd have to pick up the slack a little bit, but you just have to be willing to do that. Yeah. I think a lot of people just aren't willing to do it. Like the honest truth is that like most PR people, for example, are not, it's not like they're not doing anything you couldn't do yourself. But dude, PR, know? we don't, so we don't do that. You don't, I mean, you don't need to. And we just, so we just, we like, we're starting to just do like this right here. Like we were on, we did, we we're on Nick Nocturnal saying the other yeah. day, we're like, why don't we just like do that stuff? And like, that's just our PR. And you just do that yourself in the DMs, which, you know, or you could pay someone else thousands of dollars to like annoy a bunch of people with stupid emails. Yeah. But you want it to be natural too. I don't know. I think the whole, like, let's just get this blog to write about our music. Why? For what's that going to do for you? It doesn't do anything. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, we haven't missed We haven't done that for years and years and years and we just don't miss it at all. Yeah. It's just, we don't feel like there's anything lacking from not doing that. And like, sometimes it ruins like, so this is a big pet peeve is like the, we'll have this website feature our music video and then people (laughs) right and then and then it will be unlisted on youtube but you can only watch it through blank.com why would anyone do that so that's the only so you're saying when your funnel should be the largest (laughs) when your video comes out you're gonna make it super tiny super tiny from one website you have to google it go to the website 
That's making someone click like four times. <laughs> Why would anybody want to do that? They're never going to do that. They're never going to do that. Or you could yell at YouTube, the platform with 2 billion users. You could let them promote it for you. And just do something else exclusive or something. There's yeah. always something you could do. If you want exclusive stuff for press, you can come up with stuff. Sure. If you want that, but we just, I guess, don't care about it. I, don't know. I think there's just a tremendous amount of things that people do. And by people, I mean, musicians, creators, whatever, or businesses for that matter, that doesn't fucking matter at all. And they only do it because that's the stuff that, you know, other people did years ago and they think you're supposed to, but they never stop to ask like, wait a minute, is this actually going to do anything for us? And like, what if we didn't do it and just yeah. try it and stop doing it and, you know, don't bet your whole career on it, but like say, Hey, let's not do press this time and see what happens. And probably you'll be like, Oh, nothing didn't change. Yeah. Nothing happened. I think, yeah. Press makes the artists feel good. Sure. Because they get to talk about their project and the thing that they're doing. And that's, that is nice. And like, especially if it's from like billboard.com or like yeah. rolling stone, it makes you feel accomplished, which there's value to that. Sure. It's not a bad thing, but I think that's all that it is at this point. I mean, Billboard did an article about me. didn't make my numbers go up. Really? Yeah. Like, I'm grateful for it. It's cool. And it's cool. Like, exactly. It's you know, cool. I'm not putting it down, but like, I wouldn't. But like, do it once. Don't yeah, do totally. it like 10 totally. times. Because you just said it didn't do it. <laughs> it didn't do that much, right? Right. My mom would have thought it was cool. Yeah. I'm not saying like, don't do any press, but like you're saying, if you do stuff with like someone like Nick, where you know that tens of thousands of people are going to see that, that's probably going to move the needle a lot more than doing 10 interviews with these random blogs with like 300 daily visitors. Yeah. Or even a literal huge website that just is going to like, you're going to be a tiny little blurb that no one's going to look at. We're pretty jaded on the press thing, but yeah. Yeah. And I'd prefer to sit here and just chat for a little bit than like scripted questions that are the same every time and so many of those like interviews that you do through pr they ask and i don't know i'm probably just bitching here but i've uh i just will anyway because whatever but so many of them just ask the worst questions it's obvious that they don't really know who you are you're just like why am i doing this this is terrible yeah so we just kind of dropped it a while ago and just so say you want to talk about your project hey i want to tell people what these songs are about i want to tell them share the inspiration behind it why don't you just talk about it exactly so go on you can set up a professional interview if you want you can literally do it however you want you can just hold your iphone like this yeah doesn't matter just go it should just go on your social media yeah just put it on your instagram your fans want to hear that you're right about that don't do it through some other outlets. No one's going to see it. And you're not right. really directing people back to you. You're directing people to somewhere else. Right. So yeah, we always think just put it, just do it yourself and just, just put out a piece of content. Well, the last thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, I don't know if it's both of you guys or if it's your brother or what, but uh, it seems like you guys have a lot of interesting kind of investments and other sort of projects going on. What can you tell me about that? Yeah. You'll have to have Trevor on and talk to him about that. Cause he's got some pretty crazy stuff. He's yeah, got, I would love to electric bikes in right. south africa he works like as a broker selling cattle like music catalogs to investors oh, okay. oh that's right i heard about that yeah so definitely chat with him about that i am trying i'm getting into real estate a little okay. bit so we have two me and my wife have two airbnbs that's right i saw that yeah looks beautiful thank you yeah in nashville uh, Nashville is a super good spot for it. Yes. I was going to say. Yeah. Cause of the, it's really like 50% bachelorette parties. 
that come oh, okay. and dark places. So I don't know. I got into it. I just started seeing it come up, just real estate investing in general, like, I don't know, four years ago or something. Uh-huh. And Nashville like blew the fuck up in that last four years. Yeah. So it's just a very popular place to visit. And we had just moved here. And I started looking up Airbnbs. So we just tried one. We bought our first one February 2020. Oh, wow. terrible time. <laughs> <laughs> so luckily we could we could cover the mortgage, which was awesome. And it it did give us like eight months to like work on it because it was yeah. like pretty, it wasn't like a house flip, but it was just boring. It was just a yeah. gray house. And so we did all sorts of stuff and made a, did a bunch of accent walls, a neon light, and a wall that looked like a bunch of leaves, mm-hmm. like stuff people would want to take Instagrams in front yep. of and just so that it pops up. It's just like everything else. So the thumbnail, sure. like you make thumbnails for YouTube, right? The thumbnail on Airbnb is the exact same thing. You right. just want it to catch someone's attention, look so awesome, just get them to click on it. So we got to like spend some time making it cool and just like experimenting and it really worked out. And we started renting it and it did really well. Uh, and then we just got our second one, kind of did the same thing with it. And it's nice. It's a really good way to make just some passive income. Yeah. Like it probably on a good month, it probably covers our whole, both of them, the profit from both of them cover our mortgage on our house. We just live for free. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely nice. Um, and people, you can automate most of it too. So we just like, a lot of people are like, man, do people ruin them? And I'm like, no, they don't. Like you would think that, but if you make it look nice, people don't ruin it. Right. You're not going to attract tweakers right. that are going to be making meth in the bathtub. How it looks is the type of people you'll attract. So everyone treats it fine. Once in a while, people are messy, but that's not a big deal. Right. And then we just automate the whole thing. Some Most of the guests, I don't even message one time. Like they get messaged but it's just auto messages. I, I just schedule them to like, and then if they send me back a specific question, then I'll answer, but they get all the information they need just to like, honestly, some months I like almost forget it exists. <laughs> That's amazing. Once it's set up, getting them set up is like yeah. a lot. That's when there's like way, we feel like there's way too much on our play. We're stressed yeah. out. We're trying to, I'm trying to go to the studio, figure out which days I'm going to go up there and do all this work, set up furniture for a whole house. It gets crazy, but once they're once you have them set up, it's pretty awesome. Are you thinking about doing more? I would like to. The thing is the down payment, right? It's just you're just buying you have to put 20% down. Right. Cause it's an investment property. Those Nashville down payments aren't getting any easier. No, it's honest, it's getting I mean, everywhere's expensive. One we just bought was expensive. I look at them now and I'm like, Nashville's now not that much cheaper than some parts of California. It really isn't. We live in Franklin, and honestly, Franklin uh-huh. is like it's crazy what it costs now to get a house. That's where all the hipsters are at, right? No, it's like fan. It's like all families. Oh, okay. It's like so. Then so like the good public schools are kind of down here. It's like hard to explain. I don't know many places like it. If you have Trevor on, he'll tell you how much he loves Franklin's favorite okay. place in, in the world. <laughs> Got it. It's weird. It really is just like the perfect place to just like settle down and live. They have everything. There's a Whole Foods. There's a movie theater. They have all the stuff. Uh-huh. It's also beautiful. They keep it really nice. We built our house and we did that right before everything got crazy expensive. So our house we have now, I wouldn't be able to afford Yeah. if I was just trying to buy it right now. So we got lucky with the timing on that. Got it. Cool. Well, uh, I will let you go. I know it's getting late for you. 
I appreciate you making the time for this. Yeah, anytime, man. Excited to see what you guys have coming and uh, always happy to help however I can. Yeah, thanks for chatting again. I'll I'll tell Trevor he's got to get on here. Cool, sounds good. Yeah, talk about uh, investing. It'll be fun. I know. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that, and you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal, the man, to Fat Mike from No Effects and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media.